Once you are self-aware, you must make a change. Welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, where we'll be discussing leadership, business, human potential, inspiring you to live rich from the inside out. Unlock your creativity, stretch out of your comfort zone, break through your barriers, take inspired action, and achieve epic results. Now here's your host, three-time best-selling author, speaker, and certified executive coach, Deborah Kozowski. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show. I'm your host, Deborah Kozowski, and I am excited all the time whenever I get a chance to talk with all of you. Today, we're going to talk about productivity and the focus on productivity and your environment. You know, it, it is so interesting to me that, you know, we're looking at our outside environment um, with climate change and reducing waste and all of these things. And these are very important topics. But I want to talk to you about being mindful in the environment that you spend the most time in. And that could be in your home, that can be in your office, and it really does have an impact on your productivity. So today I wanted to spend some time talking to you about your space and how it is time to own that space. And, you know, when people move to different levels in their careers, I often say to them, are you owning your space that you're in? Is it giving you that productivity and zest and things that you want to do. Like there's some concrete things that, you know, you can't change, but you can influence your environment and how it has an impact on you, especially for those of you in your home office. But you can bring some of that into the corporate offices as well. But your home also reflects your thinking. And I remember as a teenager, I used to have this poster that said, this mess is a place. And I wasn't particularly messy, but it really reflects on what people think about their space. And so today I wanted to focus on that. And productivity is not just about doing more. It is about creating more impact with less work. And I came across that quote, unknown, who I can attribute it to, but really don't we want to make an impact? Don't we want to get more done? And, you know, less work. It's a bonus if you can get all that in. But really what we're going to talk about is a few things. We're going to talk about the physical environment, like your desk, how you have your office set up. I'm not no feng shui expert, but I am going to tell you that there are certain things that can really influence your space. And for you to own your space of who you see yourself to be, because it does impact the perception you have of yourself, your behaviors, your reactions. And, you know, I will throw in a few stories here and there of my own, but I will share with you how this environment and how it impacts your productivity can be a game changer for you. So your environment influences your well-being. And physically, everything from temperature to air quality to lighting to noise, that affects our concentration and productivity. And there has been numerous studies that talk about how the physical environment impacts our behavior, our perception, and productivity, as I mentioned. So one of the smallest things 
is temperature. Now this might blow your mind. I'm throwing in some stats because I have, you know, a little bit of a nerd side to me and my geek side. So I love throwing stats and numbers and, you know, there's credibility to that because there has been studies in this area. So temperature, your workspace, did you know that if you are in a comfortable environment that you feel you know, that you can really flow and it's not too hot, not too cold. This can increase your productivity by five to 15%. And productivity can decrease by 2% for every degree over 25 Celsius. So that's why, you know, sometimes we need to pull out the fans and that we want to make sure that there's working air conditioning in our environments so that it can really help with that comfort level. Now, there's also paint colors. For the most of the time, if you want to be in place of concentration, they say to keep things pretty neutral. Now, some will say that if you paint the walls white, it can actually show up dark in some instances, but it needs to reflect the environment. So someone like an attorney, attorney or accountant, you know, they might need a strong, bold color, like a burgundy or a darker color that makes bold statements. Whereas a journalist or a writer, they might have energizing color schemes. So think about what colors reflect you. Like I know for myself, I have kind of tan walls, but I also have curtains that help with sound, but they also give an elegant feel to the office. I have a bookshelf. And, you know, I'm about to go through my bookshelf to make it feel more alive. It, right now I have tons of books in there. And I know that I need to go through and purge a few things and put some books away that I use as resources that don't need to be out as often, perhaps. And then noise, huge factor. And, you know, in studies, it says that if you have the sound turn off in the environment, that there's less errors and productivity increases. Now, I've seen people put in earbuds during certain time when they have focused time, and that, that's okay. But if you had a really soft, really low tone, maybe 6% of volume of Baroque or a jazz playing in the background, it's been shown to help with concentration as well as well as help with relaxation. Now, most offices, it's not conducive unless you have a private office. But if you have some time at home that you want some time to just unwind and you're making your to-do list, that might be something that you decide to do. Now, the other thing is that bringing that pop of green into the office. Now, not all offices, you know, allow you to have plants, but plants, that greenery bring nature. There's something about it that makes workers less tired if they have a plant, something of nature or they have a visual view of a window. Now these are huge. The other thing you can do to personalize your space is bring in a piece of art or a photograph that really is a place that takes you away, brings back positive memories. You know, I have seen pictures on the internet that there was this one office that the office desk chair actually faced a big picture of kids looking at an aquarium. So it was a pretty cool picture so that you can see, you know, fish swimming. Like it wasn't an active 3D, but you could visualize yourself standing there. Like for example, being at the Vancouver Aquarium and checking out the sights and sounds. So it's kind of like putting a picture of visualizing yourself in that space. 
So bringing that area to life for you, when we bring our space and own our space, we can be more creative, more productive, and also learn about the personalities of the people around you. Now, if we're going to bring this to your home, your home is your sacred space, as I like to call it. And each room reflects who you are. And so you want to take each space and think about how does this environment reflect me? Now, I'm not an interior designer. I don't know anything about, you know, the flow, but I know how I feel in each room. And when you go by that feeling and connection, that is where we get the synergy. That is where we come alive. Now, I also want you to think about these other things. Um, and one of the other things we talk about is those inspirational, motivational posters. And people are like, why would you put those up? You know, some of them are kind of corny. Well, it depends on the person. Studies have shown that, you know, a company like Successories, who, you know, has a lot of those types of quotes about vision and empowerment and teamwork, it increases employee performance by 33% in an independent study. So if we are looking at those inspirational quotes, here's the things I want to tell you about. So there's motivational quotes that you can have framed in a card or poster on the wall, but they also come in the form of a mug where you can have that morning coffee, that Java or tea that really gives you that perk in the morning. And these quotes, they elicit an emotional response. There's a connection to who you feel you are on the inside. They're personal. And one of the things is sometimes when you might have be having a tough day or you might be stuck in the middle of a project, you can see a quote on the wall and it might be a role model or someone who you aspire to be like or who inspires you. And by seeing that, it's reinforcement that you have what it takes to continue forward. Now, some of the other things that I really wanted to talk about today when it comes to productivity and being mindful of that environment is some of that internal environment as well. And that involves your multitasking. So when you put aside time, which I hope you're doing some of that time blocking, and if not, I do have a podcast on that as well. So, you know, when we're talking about time chunking or breaking things down, you need to work on one project at a time, because every time you take yourself to another project to even glance at something or research something, it takes about 15 to 20% of your energy that you have to get back in the game when you go back to the other project. So like the word focus is an acronym actually for focus on one course until successful. So one of the things is with this multitasking, if you can stay on one course and it might take you like a whole week to do, you're better off working on things in smaller chunks than blocking yourself four hours because time expands to the amount of time you give it. So if I give something four hours to work a whole afternoon, it's going to take four hours. And if I gave myself 30 minutes or an hour every single day for four days, I can guarantee you, I will be more productive in that urgency. There's that urgency in time, and I will get more things done than I would have done in the four hours. And I know, you know, you're probably saying to yourself, how is that possible? Test it. 
everything that I share with you, any tips and techniques, I always tell people to test it. Some things might work for you. Some things might not based on your personality and, you know, your own, um, core, you know, what works for you. You're, but give it some time. Don't just tell, Hey, Deb, you know, I'm going to try this once. And if it doesn't work, I'm throwing it out of the water with changing any habit. We know that it takes beyond 21 days, often 66. And the longer you can continue with a habit, the more you're going to stick with it and not default to old patterns of behavior, because it's the patterns of our emotions and our behaviors that gets us stuck and takes us back to old ways of doing things. And we get, and it's ingrained, it's our narrow pathway. So just like taking a near um, wheelbarrow, you want to create new narrow pathways, new habits. It's going to take a little bit to form that groove so that it just becomes automatic. The other thing I would recommend to all of you is prepare a to-do list the night before, if you can, if not first thing in the morning, go through what needs to get done that day. Block it into your calendar. Don't keep to-do lists separate on the side on a piece of paper. Actually put them into your calendar. When, when you calendar your to-do list, it gets done. And clean up to that to-do list. Are there things on there that really you're telling yourself need to be done? But are they really that important? And if you have the opportunity to delegate things to others, now you might say to yourself, you know, I really should have a handle on this. And you're a leader. I'm going to recommend that if there's room and there's information that, you know, isn't need to be, you know, a need to know basis that you can delegate properly to other people, you're going to help expand their skill set. You're going to help them grow and you can still be overseeing it, but you don't have to have your hands all over it. Now, breaking down your task and giving yourself you know, people can have meetings back to back to back. I've been in those. And then you're like, so when, when do I follow up with all this? If I go to meetings all the time, when does the work get done? And this can spill over to weekends and holidays and, you know, taking time away from your family, taking time away from your health, taking time away from the things you really enjoy on your downtime. And that's not healthy. That's not healthy work-life balance. And I'm going to tell you, you know, when you hear about companies moving to a four-day work week and different things like that, we can still be effective in managing our time, but we have to be intentional. And it is really about breaking down tasks, giving yourself 15 to 20 to 30 minutes post-meetings to really set up meeting times for follow-up. There might be emails that need to be written. There might be phone calls that have you need to have time to decompress and think about what just happened here. Is there any actionables that I need to do? Because people, I have to be accountable to others. People are depending on me. So really thinking about breaking down those tasks, giving yourself that post-meeting time to decompress, reflect on what just happened and create follow-up plan. You see, we don't want to just walk through life like, like we're asleep. We really want to dig in and really be a part of the creative force, making an impact and doing meaningful work. That's really what it comes down to. And it's about being intentional. So if you have phone calls to make, plan them out, plan out your phone call, bullet point some of your talking points and know that you have a certain amount of time to tend to it. 
you know, we can get caught off on tangents, maybe even get caught up in gossip. And if you really want to save yourself from burnout and stress and all these other things, it's best not to get caught up in the gossip regardless. Now, the other thing people often ask me about is, you know, Deb, I have pretty much nothing on my walls. And, you know, I have a whole box of different things. And I suggest that if you have awards, recognition, maybe you've written an article to frame it. And maybe your team has written an article or they've accomplished something. When you can frame those type of things and put them on the wall, you know, it gives pride to not only your organization, it gives pride to the people around you for the work that they put in. I know even in my home when kids had really beautiful art and lots of the art was beautiful. Some I took pictures of because I can't save everything. And there's certain pieces I went and got professionally framed or I went and bought a frame and I have it on the wall because it's heart and soul. But when it comes to your awards, your accomplishments, this is what happens. People walk in, they have perception. They automatically see credibility. They see accomplishment. And not only is one is a way to celebrate yourself or your team, but it shows credibility. So if you have you know, a little frame on your desk or an award on the wall, have it facing so that people who come into your office can actually see them. Now, when we were talking earlier about art and pictures, you know, find a picture that really warms your heart, a picture that, you know, that places you in that space that really creates that, wow, I can't believe I've been there, especially if it's a travel photo. I know those are my favorite because it really takes you to that space. And I, you know, Oprah used to have a thing called breathing space. And I like to refer to that as breathing space as well. So when it comes to creating our environments, whether it be a vision board or a picture or a photo or a painting, all of these three things are an emotional connection. So if you're going through your office and you don't have an emotional connection to things, you know, you hear about Marie Kondo, she's, you know, famous organizer. She says, if things don't bring you joy, they shouldn't be in that space. So think about the things in your environment. If you're in a corporate office, take a look around. You know, often, you know, when I think about the corporate environment, you can't have candles burning. You know, there's safety issues and you might not even have a candle burning at home. But if you're able to have a candle at home, to have a candle on your desk at home while you're working, it might have a gentle scent or it sometimes is like a, almost like a form of meditation. You can look over at it and it brings you into focus and mindfulness of this present moment. Now, for places like the office, things where you can't have, you might have one of those battery operated ones that still have that little flicker that brings your attention to the moment. The green plant we talked about, sometimes people might have a speaker on their desk or a little clock to be mindful of time. And of course, we have those other things, the external camera, the ring lights now, especially for those office meetings to bring in good lighting. You want to avoid kind of that fluorescent lighting. So if you can bring in things that can. So basically what I really wanted to get down to is be mindful of your environment, focus on your surroundings. And this also includes toxicity. This includes the people in your environment. You know, 
we don't need to get caught up in water cooler gossip and, you know, some of that added stress. So think about ways in which you can nurture and build the relationships of the people you work with. Now, I've worked with teams that have been synergistic and very powerful. And there's also been times when there's dysfunction. And dysfunction is not a pleasant place to be. But I do know that as people work together toward a common goal, that some of the differences and some of the judgments and some of those things can be worked out into a place of mutual respect, trust, commitment, and accountability for the common good. And, you know, when you're in the midst of it, I can tell you it doesn't feel like it's going to happen, but it can. And that's where the magic happens. That's why I love watching people in their environments. How productive are they? Their performance. And ultimately, it adds to profitability for organizations, but only also in your home. Like think about all the things in your environment. If you walked through your home right now, I bet you you could find things that you no longer use that could really excite someone else when it's no longer giving you joy, no longer exciting you and to refresh the environment. It might be a matter of just changing your furniture around. But think about how you can own your space and show up as your best self. Ultimately, at the end of the day, that's what we're going for. We're going for the fact that you're showing up as your best self. The other thing is when you have breaks, and if you're not taking breaks during your day, that's another thing we got to talk about. We had a lot of great feedback from our self-care episode that I want to challenge you to ensure that you're taking breaks throughout your day, at least every two hours to take that 15, 20 minute break, get a lunch in, go for a walk outside. You know, some of our greatest creative, innovative sparks and innovation come from when we can set aside the project work, put it aside and let our brains relax. Our brains need to relax to get those aha or eureka moments. And if we are constantly stimulated with no downtime, I can tell you for a fact, and it's research-based, that your brain cannot come up with solutions when it is constantly focused on problems. And when you give yourself that downtime, you can look at things from different perspectives. You just relax your whole self. So going for a walk at lunch, Uh, Maybe having a workout if it's accessible to you, listening to music, reading a book, doing something other than work. Avoid working from your desk whenever possible. I cannot stress that enough. Get away from your desk. And also, you know, making sure you're in a comfortable chair. But again, take those breaks, micro breaks, close your eyes. You don't want to get eye strain either. So make sure every 20 minutes you're kind of looking away to something else in the room, having some ease on those eyes. So productivity matters and productivity and performance only come when we can own our space, show up as who we want to be and where we're going. And I want you to focus on who do you want to show up as, whether it be in your daily life, whether it be in a leadership role or running your own business. All of the things that I share with you today 
all impact your belief about yourself and all your beliefs about yourself, your mindset that we talk about a lot on our show here on the Millionaire Woman Show, all have to do with maximum impact. Now, if we want to have maximum impact, it really comes down to that belief, that belief in how you feel and who you are will be reflected in your actions and behaviors and ultimately your outcomes. So thank you for joining me here on the Millionaire Woman Show. Now, if you haven't signed up for our newsletter list, you better get on it because every week I am sending you some content to get your mindset in the right place to do amazing things and make an impact in this world. And you can go over to get your free gift, Reset Your Mindset. It's a 10-page PDF that has tips and strategies and information for you to get your mindset on the right track so you can flourish wherever you are today. Now you can go over to that at www.debrakasowski, and that's Kasowski with an S, D-E-B-R-A-K-A-S-O-W-S-K-I.com, and you can get your free gift there. Also, I would love for you to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends. Today, I want to give you a challenge. Share this podcast with one person who needs to up their game. Maybe they need to change something in their environment. Might be just a plant to bring them some life. Maybe you give them, you know, eight by 10 quote in a frame. Think about the ways you can energize and empower others around you. It could be an inspirational mug with, you know, a Keurig thing of coffee that you are going to change someone's day and let alone change your own. So I'm going to sign off here. I hope you have a fabulous day. As Mahatma Gandhi says, be the change you wish to see in the world and go out and make things happen. Go make an impact.